how you react to it is your choice. But don't expect a special bonus because you've celebrated depression. This is Changed, the podcast about life's unexpected events and how we deal with them. For today's episode, I am talking to Omozoa Iziraman. She is a life coach for both men and women, and she specializes in helping professionals and entrepreneurs who want to transition from good to more performance and productivity. And a big part of this is finally making changes you have always dreamed about. You, Omo, have experienced quite a few life changes yourself, haven't you? Yes, I have definitely experienced a lot of changes in my life from, I, I think, ever since I was a child, um, from living in Germany as a very little girl, moving back to Wales, then moving to London, and then going to this big continent, Africa, and coming back to Europe at the age of 17. So um, I'm used to, you know, a getting attached to something and then having to let it go unexpectedly most of the times. Many people, or I guess all of us, will experience sudden changes in our lives. And I would say that quite a few of them aren't welcome changes or things that we wanted to change. Why are some of us capable of just taking these big changes in stride and others seem to despair over them? You have a choice as to how you react to it. And that is exactly where people differ. Many people experience different things, but I feel the way you learn from it is different. If you are a mindful person, if you've worked on yourself to a certain extent, when something happens, you are able to view it as a source of lessons something you can learn from, because you would even say, what exactly is the message here? Then you're able to get the lesson from it. You're able to say, okay, let, let's write this down. I can see this. I can see that. So you are saying that after the initial shock, we need to take a step back and assess the situation. That's the thing. How would we get into a mindset that allows us to do that? Along the way, every day, you're going to have blips and, and you need to get over them. Well, some people will just say, wow, uh -oh, that, that's terrible. Or some people don't even know that that's a blip. Okay, something terrible has happened. So now I have to be sad, depressed. My life is over. And they forget that if they could just not make it more than what it is they would see that, you're, you know, they're not alone. There are so many people who terrible things have happened to them. And if you could just see like, they're still alive, they're still thriving, they're still going on. It doesn't say that you're belittling what happened to you. It's just that life presents you with blips. Life happens. And what is it about these changes that is so difficult for us? I mean, you've experienced them yourself, your clients have dealt with them. So what would you say is the impact of something like this? 
the impact is that it it hinders you from um, attempting new things, attempting the unknown, stepping out of your comfort zone. People refer to it as a comfort zone. I have to say that for me, it became a pain zone and people do want to change, right? It's a thought in their minds. I, oh, something has to happen. People would say like enough of this. They never go further though, right? People, they never go beyond that because they just don't see it. They don't have the direction. They, they don't know where to start. What should a person do then if they find themselves in a place where they are completely stuck? If you cannot make a decision on your own, I would clearly advise everybody to reach out to somebody who can help you just get clarity. It can be your close friend. It could be your family, but don't walk that path alone. That is what's just going to keep you stuck, miserable, and you're not going to get anywhere. I can really just say, I have been there. I spent a lifetime doing everything on my own because I had no other choice. And it took me a long time to learn that asking for help is not a sign of weakness. It's actually a sign of strength. And it's the best and easiest way for you to get out of a zone of feeling miserable and getting the direction that you need, the clarity, and just go for it. So you are advising to get clarity and to get support from others. Yes. But you are also saying that we have to take the first step towards change ourselves. Yes. And I think many of us get to a point where we say, okay, I'm ready. I'm excited. I'm going to do this. And then we wake up the next day or the next week and we think, oh, but what if this doesn't work out the way I planned? What if my new boss is even worse than my current one? Mm -hmm. How do we deal with these doubts when they creep up again? So all those excuses, they come from fear. Because your inner mind chihuahua is your best friend. It has accompanied you for so long and it helps you to reinforce like, oh no, you can't do that. You know, you, you don't leave that zone. Danger. So enough. And so when the people come to work with me, they are at that point where they say enough. There's a lot of can't, there's a lot of limitations. And then you have this life, this temple. And despite the fact that you're trying to polish it from the outside, if you don't polish it from the inside, that's just not how growth and life works. Can you tell me a little bit about the people who come to you? What exactly are they struggling with? Is there a common theme, a common problem that you see on a daily basis, maybe a very common source of unhappiness? My experience is it starts with the job, right? It seems to be like the outer core. I'm frustrated. My job makes me highly unhappy. I see every other person being promoted. That, that's a common one. Everyone else is being promoted. I work longer. I take work home. Even when I'm sick, I work, but I'm not getting the recognition. And so that's the reason why I'm stuck. I'm frustrated. I've had it. It starts there. As I work with such clients, it becomes quite clear that, well, work is where we start because that is where you spend most of your time. But as we work together, we, we let the cat out of the bag 
and we realize that there are core things that need to be addressed, which don't necessarily, most of the time don't have anything to do with your job because a job that truly frustrates you, that makes you feel unworthy, you would leave and you can change your job, right? If you really say, I'm going to fight for a higher position, this is doable. But if you don't address an underlying belief that you have that is limiting you, it doesn't matter where you work, you will always come back to that issue. Tell me a little bit how you would approach the situation with a client like that. What would be the first steps? We go through what I would say, identifying where they are. What, what, what is the situation now as they see it? What do they think has put them in that situation? And here it's very, very vital. I'm not doing anything psychological. I am not a counselor because people want you to give them the solution to things. It is important to make them know, like, if you uh, are expecting me to now tell you what to do, then we, we don't need to work together because then maybe what you need is something else. You know, you need a consultant or whatever. You need to be ready to get dirty here, to rough it. <laughs> you will have sessions where you will cry. You need to know that that is part of the process. You will feel very emotional. And we start working on things and we start uncovering deeper things that the people were not aware of before. You mentioned underlying beliefs that hold us back. Mm -hmm. Can you explain what you mean by that? I give you an example of a lady who uh, I recently coached and it was very amazing. You know, she has this job and she's very, very happy with the opportunity they gave her. Fantastic, she says. I love it. The people are so nice to me. They gave me this opportunity. So I picked up on that. She kept on saying they gave her an opportunity. They promised her a lot of things, a higher position. She's been in that job now for about three and a half years and none of the promises have been fulfilled. So... Just by chance, she, you know, heard that there was a job opening where she would even earn like, you know, 25,000 more. She's excited about that opportunity. So she went for the interview. They're like, we want you. And now she's in a dilemma. I said, why? What, what, what's the dilemma? I, fe I feel bad to just leave the people. First of all, let's identify why you feel guilty. Right? What, what, what exactly do you owe them? What are your qualities? What do you bring to the table? Let, let's, let's look at that first of all. You know, she's got two masters. She did a lot of certifications. She has a lot to show. She's an accomplished professional who feels guilty to go for more. Yeah, but you know, they're there. They're like my family. You know, sometimes we're afraid to break out of our comfort zone because we're afraid that we are not enough for the good to come. So you have worked with a lot of clients over the years. Um, what would you say is the success rate of your clients? How many actually succeed in making the changes they want to? I, I would say a good 85%. And what do they do differently than the other 15%? They don't think that arriving that it's a one time I, I've done it and that's where I stop. 
they understand that they have to arrive every single day. What does that mean? It means people have the notion that my life is good when I've bought my car, my house, I've married the right person, I have that set of amount in my account, I have whatever you need to show. People in your community, they know who you are. And once that's done, life is over. I've arrived. It's that simple. Now, if you think like that, then I would put them in the category of my 15%. Life happens daily. Life presents you with different things daily. I'm not going to call them bad. I'm not going to call them good. You are presented with things on a daily basis. So you need to live daily (laughs) till you live no more. So if you think you arrived last week, you would be quite surprised that next week is going to teach you some lessons that that's not how life functions. You arrive daily. When you go to work, you need to know that you've got to be present. If you're building your business, you will not always be on the other side, which is greener. So let's say you're working towards a goal, towards a big change, and you are about halfway there and suddenly things get very difficult. Okay. And all of the initial drive and motivation are suddenly gone and then you retreat to your comfort mm-hmm. zone. Mm-hmm. How would you find the motivation again, that initial spark that got you to make the change in the first place? How you react to it is your choice. But don't expect a special bonus because you've celebrated depression. The universe is not going to love you more because you've like, you're so depressed. You've complained. You're sad. You depress everybody around you. You depress yourself. And the temple that God, the universe has given you, you're making it sick with all those chemicals that you're producing in your body. Evidence shows if you do certain things, you do them continuously, you grow yourself, you won't keep on falling back into old habits. Sometimes, you know, the comfort zone is quite nice. Your favorite spot on the sofa, anybody who knows the Big Bang Theory, you know better than sitting on Sheldon's position. He just does not feel good sitting anywhere else. It makes him feel sick. He can't breathe, he can't eat, he can't focus. But seriously... Would it really hurt if he just sat somewhere else? Of course not. And that is the same thing with on a journey, you would have bad days where you slack. But the good thing is that you're now empowered and you can always just get back on track. Just just go on. It's okay. You had a little blip. It was part of life. You know, life is not always a smooth, straight street. Sometimes you might go off off track. Forgive yourself also. That's the th- another thing. Because some people are so hard on themselves and think like, I, I failed there. I'm not good for that. And what happens? You, you become very angry. You become resentful. And you're stuck. Is there an essential step? that you need to take to create the change in your life? Is there something that you would advise all of us to do? I would say whatever you do, connect with your inner guidance. Don't don't go through life not knowing who you are. Don't let people dictate who you are. You need to choose who you are. You need to work on identifying who that inner woman is so that you can manage life daily, so that you are never shocked. 
feel the emotions of what's going on. Don't, don't walk around like a Roberts, uh, you know, like a zombie, somebody who, um, is just pushed around by life, you know, breathe, assess and reach out, reach out. If you really feel stuck, you don't have to stay in that zone longer than necessary. It's not to say that you might not find yourself in that zone. Yeah, sometimes you will. Don't let life pass you by with you wondering and hoping and dreaming. When is it going to happen to me? If you are interested in a free orientation session with Omo, go to www.omozua.com. That is O-M-O-Z-U-A. You can also find the link to it in the show notes and on the podcast's website, changedpod.com. There, you can also find almost book recommendation for anyone who's ready to make a change, as well as a checklist with things you should look for in a life coach. This was the last episode of this season of Changed. New episodes are coming in 2017. If you have experienced a major life change and you would like to tell your story, email me at changedpot at gmail.com. A big thank you to everyone who listened and to people who took the time to email with feedback. I really appreciate it. And I am very grateful to everyone who contributed their story to this first season. I couldn't have done it without you. So thank you.